we're going to be busy. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Scott and Holly Anderson's coming. Pastor Tom and Maureen will be with us. Mark Hankins uh, will be with us. Uh, Mark and Trina. Uh, in the fall, of course, we have our other activities, Thanksgiving time and our Christmas program that we do every year. So it's going to be exciting. If you're bored, enjoy your relaxation right now because you won't be. Amen? We're going to work you. Glory to God. And uh, it really starts out with a backpack giveaway. And uh, so all hands on board on that one because we want to bless our community, get people in here that are unchurched, so give them opportunity to feel what church is kind of like and uh, also give them a chance to receive Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. And Bible school, so important. I, this, we've graduated our fourth year students this past year, and time has gone by really quick. I remember when we were just thinking about Bible school. First year, second year, third year, fourth year came along, and uh, those classes are anointed. They're instructive, and you will benefit. You can talk to any of the people that have gone through. Uh, I don't know how many we had. Uh, we took pictures. We had a lot of people all the four years last uh, last month that uh, had their robes on and stuff. It's, it's, it's so impressive. Amen? What God is doing. How, how many? 32 altogether? 30. Yeah, something. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But we're, we're believing God for 50 this year. Can you put your faith out with me? Yeah. 50 student, 50 student body. Glory to God. I see IBC. Hallelujah. That means those of you that wondering if you're going to do it next year, you're going to do it in Jesus' name. I will be after you. Sign up again. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, the blessing. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. How many of you have enjoyed the last couple weeks talking about the blessing of God? Right before that, we did a series, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. We are a spirit-filled church, and, and really, uh, unless a spirit breathes on the word of God and makes it alive, it accomplishes nothing. The letter kills, but the spirit makes it alive. Hallelujah. And we like the Holy Spirit around here, don't we? Amen. Let's look again, our foundation scripture, Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 18. I don't know why I sound like I'm in a hurry today. I, don't, I haven't been, I haven't had that much coffee yet. <laughs> now back in Brockton when we were doing three services in the morning, how many remember those days? I'd go by Starbucks and get a quad. <laughs> Hallelujah. Drink some espresso, glory to God. And sometimes they say, Pastor, you're preaching so fast, we can't understand you. Especially that third service, you know. Glory to God. Amen. All right, let's look at this. If people can't see what God is doing, I've brought this out before, we've got to have eyes that are different from the world. We've got to be seers. We've got to see into the spiritual realm, not just listen to fake news and all this stuff that's around us, that's negativity. God is moving in the earth. He's moving in your life. You might not feel like, you, you might feel like you're stagnant and nothing's happening, but God is on the move all the time. He neither, he neither sleeps nor does he slumber. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's working to bless you, bring you into that revelation. 
So if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, there's revelation knowledge that we have to partake of so that we can understand, we can see what he's doing in our families, in our lives, glory to God, uh, across the board, in every area. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Amen. So God is one, uh, wants us to be most blessed. Say most. Over the top blessed. Now you might be in a situation you're not feeling that today. But we, according to uh, Romans 4, 17, we call those things which be not as though they are. Amen? If you are stuck in a rut calling things as they are, you're going to get more of what you have. Amen? Amen? You're rehearsing the problems. You're going back over the past. You're going back over your situation when God wants to elevate you out of that miry pit and bring you into a place of victory. And the only thing that's going to do that is for you to call for something that you don't have now. Hallelujah. So what are you talking about? What's in your conversation? Oh, I'm just poor, I'm just beat up, I'm just all this. You've got to fill your mouth with God's word. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, saith the Lord. It will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish whereto it is sent. And God's word in your mouth will accomplish as much as God speaking itself because God's word is powerful. Amen? It will accomplish that. But the problem is we don't take time to put God's word in our mouth. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. I'm going to go over this real quickly. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. We talked about the importance of imagination. What are you thinking about? What are you daydreaming of? Where is your imagination? All right? Flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. There is more in you if you're born again that you're giving yourself, uh, you know, you're just not poor old you saved by grace. You have been made a son and daughter of the king. You're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And we talk about that all the time. In Christ, realities, who we are in Christ, what he is in us. Amen. Praise God. You're more powerful than you think you are. But you let the devil come in and beat up on you. Come on now. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We read in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. About good old Abraham. Amen. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. What does the next verse say? Words? Abundant compensation. Abundant. Maybe you need to meditate on that. That God is my abundant compensation. Amen. And your reward shall be exceedingly great. Exceeding. You know, religion has, has 
push people down. Yeah, bless God, I'm just the servant of the Lord and I'm to live in poverty because that's what God's called. Oh, shut up. You're a king's kid. Come on. And Abraham is, is noted in the New Testament as the father of the faith. And we're going to read that. Just, amen. Uh, I'm not going to go over Genesis chapter 12, but uh, he talks about an abundant increase of favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you'll be blessed. Amen. And all the families of the earth will be blessed because of Abraham's belief in God, Jehovah. Now, I want us to go back to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, because it identifies, it connects us to the promise of Abraham. Come on now. It does. It connects us, praise God. So it says here, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. Amen. Can anybody say what the, spirit, what, what, what the curse of the law is? There are three areas, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. I want us to look back to the curse of the law. That's found in Deuteronomy. Will you turn there with me? <clears throat> now, this is so important. If you've not received this revelation, you'll be trying to receive the blessing by your good works which you'll never attain because of condemnation in our life. Because we're always judging ourselves. We've got to be better. And there's nothing wrong with that, to make ourselves better in the things of God. But for some reason, that's why in Romans chapter 1, Paul says, therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. I want you to get this this morning. Now, in verse 1, the first half of Deuteronomy chapter 8, or 28 is the blessing. Say the blessing. The second half are the curses. Now I want us to look at this because here in Galatians, we connect this to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. It brings it into the now and we need to understand that, well, praise God. Now the first, verse 28, now I grew up in church. I grew up in a Pentecostal church and I don't know about you, but I could never connect with the blessings because I knew that I could never do verse 1. Now look at what verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But, I blew it this morning. I got mad at somebody and cussed somebody out. Somebody pulled out in front of me. I got in a fight with my wife. Come on now. I've <laughs> been there, done that, right? How many of you know that more families get into fights on the way to church? <laughs> Come on now. So, condemnation 
attaches itself to you, and all of a sudden, the blessing that's supposed to come on me and overtake me, I don't believe it anymore because I haven't qualified. See, we've been trying to qualify ourselves when, if you get this, Galatians 3.13, Jesus has already qualified us. Hallelujah. It says in Galatians 3, 3, but Christ has rescued us from the curse. Rescued you from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. And some of you had some wrongdoing this morning. But the Bible says that Jesus, because he went to the cross, took the curse upon himself for our wrongdoing, for it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Hallelujah. So we don't have to sweat it. I'm not saying that we are not to live right, do right, be right, but we're not perfect. And God knows that we're not perfect. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, to take our place, to pay the price, amen, for our sins and our misdoings. So, therefore, if Christ already fulfilled verse 1 of chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, Verse 2 says, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. (laughs) And one translation says they'll run in front of you. Have you pictured your blessings running in front of you? You've got to catch up with them. (laughs) That kind of goes along with the scripture that says, uh, the, reaver, the reapers overtake the sowers. You can't sow quick enough. Hallelujah. So we're, 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 we're looking at seed time of harvest as a natural, and there is seed time and harvest, but in the last days, the intensity of, of that is speeding up. And the blessings, God said the blessings, because what Jesus did in, in Galatians chapter 3, the blessing of God will come upon us and overtake us and run in front of us. Hallelujah. What is in front of you today? Oh, I got a lot of problems in front of me. You don't understand. I got this going on. I got yeah, blessings before you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it goes on, listen, these are so good. Let's look at them. These blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city. How many of you live in the city? You qualify. Blessed shall you be in the country. That's everywhere. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase. Uh, our dog. <laughs> I don't have any cows. How many of you have a cow or something? Amen. Well, whatever your animal is, they are blessed. Come on now. Blessed shall you be in your basket, in your kneading bowl. And, you know, I could have got a modern translation, but I would just read it anyway because it's actually blessed in everything that you put your hand to. Amen. I like verse 7. 
It says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way, and they will flee before you seven ways. Hallelujah. You'll give them fleas. Amen. Praise God. I like this one. The Lord will command his blessing on you and your, in your storehouses and in all which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Amen. Hallelujah. That is so powerful. When God commands something, no devil in hell can stop it. But you have to believe in the blessing. You have to believe that Christ purchased your right to receive all of these blessings. Amen. And, and, and you know, it goes on, on and on down to verse 15. And then it talks about the curse of the law. And uh, a lot of these things, we allow a lot of these things that are under the curse of the law one of these things are inflammation. That's a big problem in our life today, inflammation. Well, you know, that's a curse. How do we deal with these things? Poverty's a curse. Uh, hemorrhoids are a curse. <laughs> Come on, all, you know, all, all of the... Christ has, the, has delivered you from that. Well, I just got to take it, bless God. You know? No, we don't. We've been wimps spiritually. Stand up and take what Christ has purchased by his blood, shedding his blood on the cross for you. In our bodies, in our finances, in every area of our life. The blessings will come and overtake us, will outrun us, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, again, the Bible says, cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree, and through Jesus Christ, God has blessed the Gentiles in the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Hallelujah. So that we who are believers, how many of you are believers today, might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Amen. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, and, and actually verse 29 we're going to go to right now, says, now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Well, Isaac. Amen? Well, you're just as a child of God or a child of Abraham as Isaac. Jacob, come on now, because we're born again. If you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are heirs, heirs, heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Hallelujah. So what does that mean? It means the blessing will go. How many of you know the blessing went before Abraham? If you follow this, the life of Abraham, he was blessed, amen. 
Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 2, Message Bible says, So Abram left Egypt and went back to Negev, and he and his wife and everything he owned, and Lot still uh, with him. And by now, Abraham was very poor. <laughs> very rich. Loaded. Say loaded. loaded. With silver and gold. The blessing of Abraham. How can that happen? If you're asking how, why, who, what, you're never going to obtain the promises of God. There's principles that God has set forth in his word. See, in Romans chapter 4, Abraham believed God. And him believing God was accounted to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. Abraham was an Old Testament saint that received the blessings of God under the, uh, actually before the Old Covenant, before the law was given. But he was a tither. He was a giver. He loved God. He honored God, and he believed God. I wonder how many Christians really believe God in churches today. It says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted him for righteousness. Hallelujah. And then he is the father of the faith. And here in Galatians, Abraham. The blessings of Abraham can come upon us. Hallelujah. I don't know if he's talking, you know, <clears throat> really the church world or, or religion, I'll say religion, has brought a mentality through the years that you can't be rich and serve God. But all through the Bible, I don't have the scriptures this morning, but it says the wealth of the heathens laid for the just. That the heathen work hard, storing up for us to enjoy. In the last days. How many of you believe that we're in the last days? Amen. The gospel is going to have to get out in a, a, a greater magnitude than what it's being, you know, put out at this time. Those of you that attend this church, members, you know that we're believing God for land and buildings. Why? For the harvest. Not because we could just have our own building, which would be nice. We're not limited by a landlord and all this kind of stuff. But for the harvest, because that is the most important thing in the mind of the Father in fact, he's delaying his coming because he wants more to come into the kingdom of God. It's not his will that any perish, but all come to repentance. So he's allowed us who are living in this last day to be a part of the great gathering before Jesus does come back, amen, for the church. And we are going to be a part of that, amen. 
So God is wanting us to believe him in his word, in the promise of Abraham to be extremely rich, to be extremely prosperous, not about us having big mansions or big cars, which God wants us to be blessed, but it's all about getting the gospel out. It's all about financing the kingdom. Amen. So that we can give, give away things that will draw. You know, I don't know if that's, you know, the way we do it. Well, whatever. How many of you know when you go fishing, you have to put some bait on the hook? Have you ever tried to go fishing without bait? <laughs> You're a faith person if you do that. Amen. Hallelujah. I just call that name. <laughs> but you, I mean, you've got to cast bait out there. Real in the harvest. Because Jesus looked over the harvest and said, the harvest is ready. The harvest has never been more ready than it is today. But see, we've got to put ourselves in position and walk in the blessing of Abraham, amen? And I believe the New Testament blessing exceeds the blessing of Abraham because we are the sons and the daughters of God. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow. And one translation says no toil. Amen? That don't mean you have to work four jobs. Hallelujah. Well, how's God going to do that? That stops more faith than anything else. How is God going? It doesn't matter how God does it. We try to figure out God, and he already knows how he wants to do it. He has many, many ways that he can do it. He told Peter to go fishing to pay taxes. Come on now. He knows. He knows the people he's going to use to cause you to be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Deuteronomy 8.18 and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power and ability to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Hallelujah. He told Abraham, you and your offspring will be blessed. And God still holds that covenant close to his heart. There's no shadow of turning with God. He hasn't changed. Every word from God is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. Look at Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So how many of you are, actually, Jesus doesn't call us servants anymore. He said he calls us friends. And not only that, he's our elder brother. Come on now. We are part of the family. Hallelujah. But let them say continually, I am blessed. 
Glory to God. The, the Lord, how many of you could do that at home? Lord, we just magnify you because, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> you take great pleasure in my prosperity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, I want us to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Because it kind of brings us into the heart of the New Testament. Sowing and reaping, and we're learning more about that all the time. Why do you think Abraham was so blessed? Do you know Abraham was the first tither? He brought tithe to, to the, the king of Salem, Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And, 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 and some Christians say, well, you know, that's under the law. No, Abraham was before the law. <laughs> and he believed God, and it was accounted him for righteousness, and he was a tither. So don't try to get out of tithing and say, well, you know, that's under the law. I don't have to. Forget it. <laughs> Amen. Now look at this. The f chapter, whoo, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Amplified Bible. It says, you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor. Say that with me. His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. In that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor in order that by his poverty you might become enriched and abundantly supplied. Amen. We all need to be abundantly supplied. Over the top. Hallelujah. See, grace, Paul says you are becoming more acquainted and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, grace is God's overwhelming desire to treat you as though sin never happened. It is also God's ability to use his power to meet your need. Hallelujah. Last scripture. Let's look at the profile of a prosperous believer. <clears throat> Glory to God. I'm setting up the offering, Justin. Now don't get up and preach this after I do it, okay? He's got to preach on him, amen? amen. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 9, in verse 6, remember this. Now, when God says remember something, he doesn't want you to forget it. Amen. Hit yourself in the head, I remember. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to someone, will also reap generously and with blessings. Let each one give as he is purposed in his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves. He takes pleasure in 
and prizes above other things and, uh, is, and is unwilling to abandon, I like that part, is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in its giving. Amen. Now remember we talked about grace, and I like this. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing. Oh, that's spiritual. No, it says earthly blessing. Come to you, dribbling in, just a little bit of dirt. No, abundance, so that you may always, and under all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished with abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you are getting happy. Amen. Now look at this. As it is written. Now if it's been written, it's forever settled in heaven. The benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. You're giving will endure forever. And this portion not next, it says, and God who provides seed, who gives you seed for the sower? Are you a sower? Bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources. Now, I don't have any resources. (laughs) Well, give a button off your shirt. We were at a Kenneth Hagin his church in Broken Arrow one time and, and during the offering and I don't know whether it was Ken Jr. or whoever was taking the offering at the time says if you don't have money borrow some money from the person next to you and put it in the offering I never heard that before amen <laughs> the point is give borrow a penny hallelujah get a hundredfold off of a penny praise God and then give that and get an unfold off of that. Yeah. Multiplication. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let's look at that again. God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Hallelujah. And I'm going to lead you in a confession, but... I want you to look at this, Psalms 122.9. This is what it's all about. This is what you get. That's why God wants you to be prosperous. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Wouldn't it be wonderful if just one of you could say, hey, $3 million for a building. Pastor Ed, Judy, I don't have a problem. You know, here, here's a check. You like that, huh? Amen. Well, you know, that's out of my league. You're in the league with God. Come on. God of the universe. That created the heaven and earth and all that in them is. All he has to do is sell the cattles. 
Amen? The earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. Say this, say this confession with me. God's word for favor. Christ has purchased my freedom from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for me. I belong to Christ. Therefore, I am Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. The blessing promised to Abraham now comes upon me. When I sow, I also receive in the same year a hundred times as much as I plant. And the Lord favors me with blessings. I receive more than fair treatment because the Lord is on my side. In fact, I thank you, Lord, that you are causing me to become wealthy and distinguished. I am envied by those around me. This is my inheritance as an offspring of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get that on our app, all right? So download our app so you can have that confession. Praise God. That's powerful. Amen. Come on, lift up your hands. And let's praise God. Let's be thankful to him. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we are an offspring. Lord, you delivered us from the curse of poverty, sickness, and spiritual death so that we can walk in health and victory and abundance. In fact, abundance comes, blessing comes, and outruns us. And Father, we look only to the blessing, not those things of the curse in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus, you paid the price, and we thank you for doing so in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're living under the rudiments of the world, under, under the tyranny of the devil. The Bible says Satan is, God, is the God of this world. And the only way that we can have benefits in the kingdom is to get out from under the, the devil, his, his environment, his kingdom. And the way we do that is receiving Jesus Christ into our heart as his Lord and Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says when we receive Christ, he takes us out of the kingdom of darkness and puts us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. So there's benefits in the kingdom. Amen. There's health. There's healing. There's prosperity. There's victory. For those of us who have made that decision. And it's, it's so simple. It's believing that our Heavenly Father sent Jesus to the cross 2,000 years ago to die in our place, to die for our sins, and believe that he did and accept him into our heart as our Lord and Savior. So pray this prayer with me today. If you've never prayed it, pray it boldly. And if you're not sure you're a Christian, we're all going to pray it anyway, pray it again. Amen? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I come before you today. And I acknowledge that I'm a sinner 
and I'm in need of a Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to the cross to die in my place. Now, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life, to be my Lord and Savior today. And I thank you that all who call upon your name shall be saved. And today, I've called upon your name, Jesus. Therefore, I am saved. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen.